0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are live!
1: Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling.
0: And this is...
1: Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like
2: I see them. all right? And? Jeff is, who the hell is Jeff? I'm,
3: I'm so glad I get to talk about Cox. I'm really happy. Dicks, yay. Uh,
0: look at it this like way. The first thing we've done together as a team. So I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you
4: work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it and I'm loving it. Well, enough is
0: enough and it's
2: time for the Rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, a very special episode of the Intentionally Offensive Rundown Wrestling Podcast. It is our 2018 year end awards. And I hope you all had a glorious Hanukkah, a fantastic Christmas, and are currently enjoying Kwanzaa, however you celebrate that. So, let's get right into it. First, I can't do this alone, because joining me this week, a man who was kicked out of a low-T center for requesting even more Big Dick energy, Jason is here.
1: <laughs> What's up? It's been a quite a year in wrestling, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking about a lot of the shitty stuff, and I guess I'll give credit to some of the good stuff. All right.
2: Uh, next is a man who needs no introduction. And finally, a man who has yet to find the hidden camera hidden in his house that allows me to watch him punish his potato cock. Adam is here.
4: Oh, really? I'm the one who gets skipped? I'm fucking ass.
2: How how do I even follow
4: that? Search for the hidden camera.
2: <laughs> Apparently, Yes, that, that other other voice you heard uh, with his it's
1: John Cena up. hair. It's Sal. <laughs> <laughs> Psych gags go over great on the podcast. <laughs> they do, they do. Sal's going to have to post a picture of his hair now, so this makes sense to people. That's
4: right. That's right. God help us all. Well, wow. thank you guys for help, having me on this episode. I look There's forward no to there. the year in review in 2018. Holy shit, Adam's here. Didn't we bury him out back?
2: Well, you know it's a christmas miracle if jesus can come back from the dead so can adam and he's doing it big dick energy style because Wait, the it's 2018 year end awards well, everyone's got big dick energy on this show <laughs> do i have potato dick energy i guess there so. okay <laughs> there you go if we had if pd just-
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i sent out a list of topics for all of the rundown hosts as well as for you in the community here and we got back three responses but we also got back the four responses of our co-host and myself actually it would be five so on top of that i'm going to be whipping some quick questions at everybody like i whip my dick around and uh, so if if we seem like we're a little off on a couple of them that's because hey they didn't see him coming
1: <laughs> like your dick
2: that's right.
1: <clears throat> and I so, guess we should point out there is a possibility. Uh Jeff was in the process of traveling from the holiday weekend. Uh so he may pop on a little bit later. We do have his picks to to share. But if he gets the time and finishes taking his shit, he'll come in and join us.
2: Yes, very much so.
1: Uh so a special thank you
2: to Lindsay Hardy, Michael Smathers. And some asshole named Tostitos Vinny for uh, <laughs> taking time to present to give us their, their answers. I'll be reading them as well as my own and Jefe's. So let's get right into it with our first topic. The best booked title in WWE or NXT. So Lindsay went with... Lindsay is a, is a male, by the way. Sorry, buddy. Uh, with the <laughs> NXT Championship. Uh, Michael Smathers won with the NXT Championship, and I myself won with the NXT
1: Championship. Jason, what did you go with? So I went – I my original reaction was same as yours, the, the NXT Championship. But then I thought that it really has always been booked well. This year was really no exception. Um, so what I went with was the SmackDown Women's title because I think that title has been booked really well in terms of how they built – Charlotte versus Asuka for WrestleMania, and obviously it's pretty much the top title on SmackDown right now with the women's feuds that are going on between with Asuka, Becky, Charlotte, etc. We're talking about these women main eventing a WrestleMania, potentially. That's got to tell you exactly how good this division's been. Sure, we had points in the year where Carmella had the title, and, you know, that wasn't awesome, but by and large, for the most part, I'm saying that the SmackDown Women's title is leaps and bounds ahead of where I expected it to be this time of year. Uh, so I'm going to put that as my choice.
2: And uh, Jeff went with the Raw or SmackDown Women's Championship.
1: Can you uh, pick, that's his... two titles. Can you pick one, Jeff? Come on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Je-
2: Je- he will do this more than once in
0: his
2: <laughs> um, what what Vinny shit. went with Tag Team. So I guess choose your own. Sal, who did you decide to go with?
4: I went with the NXT Championship. I understand that it's always been that way, but this is a title that uh, feels important. Every time it's on the line, you don't know which way they're going to go with it. I feel like the SmackDown Women's Championship lost steam when Carmelo was champ, but also when Becky just lost it. feels like they're just going to move all that momentum to the Raw Women's Division.
1: Becky just lost it last month. We have no fucking <laughs> clue what they're doing after that. Not, well, not we'll even see. Not we'll even see. last, we'll
4: last month, two weeks ago.
5: Uh, I I am in exactly the I'm same. I'm sorry. I'm thing. sorry.
1: Hold on. I'm sorry, Adam. Fuck you, Sal. That's not what they. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> Entertainment.
5: Uh, I am in the. I'm in exactly the same boat as Jason. on said uh, there was a debate between the NXT title and the SmackDown women's title, and I also went with the SmackDown women's title uh, because this was the key to unlocking the potential that is Stone Cold Becky Lynch, uh, marking one of the few good character decisions WWE made this year, which unsurprisingly was done accidentally. So. <laughs>
2: Exactly. All right. We're going to follow that up with the worst booked title. Um, Lindsey and Michael both went with
4: the Universal Championship. Okay. Uh, Sal, who did you go with? So what might come as a surprise, I'm saying the North American Championship from NXT. And the reason I'm saying that is because as a new title, it didn't feel established there were times, many times, where it wasn't defended even at the takeover specials. And um, I think it's lost a lot since it was introduced. Okay. Are you shitting me? Not at all, dude.
1: Think of the matches that have already taken place around that title. You've had like, yes, at least all
4: two of them. That's right. Two
1: or three five star matches centered around that title.
4: Uh, uh, fuck let, let, you, Sal. Right? <laughs> Sorry. I don't
1: give
4: Jesus. a fuck, man. It, to me they they dropped the ball with it.
1: Uh, we're we're setting up for ricochet versus johnny gargano at the next takeover we've had alistair Blatt, which will happen next year so right but no we've had adam cole versus ricochet for that title we've had adam we've had ricochet defend against um tyler breeze and what was a great match we've had the ricochet pete dunn series like that title's been defended a lot on tv it's been in high profile great outstanding matches all right also been left off tv a lot
4: that's my opinion
1: <laughs> Well, it's okay to be wrong.
2: It's, it's okay. Uh, it's a so smug when he's wrong, too. Yeah.
4: Um, oh, you'll want to talk.
2: Uh, Vinny went with Cruiserweight. That's a okay. Sure. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Um, went with the Raw Tag Team Championships, okay. uh, which, yeah, I can see. Um, obviously, we've talked a lot about uh, the revival, not getting it, but uh, the Tag Team belts over on Raw haven't really meant a whole lot. Um, I went with the U.S. championship um, with Bobby Roode having kind of a failed run at it, Shinsuke not doing much with it. Uh, it's just it's it's not lived up to some of the things we have seen in the past with it.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, what do you got? I, I was very tempted to go with the Universal title here, but I am also voting for the United States championship because the United States champion – is a regular roster member and still the title never fucking appeared on the goddamn show. Um, there were five United States champions in, in 2018, one of whom was Jinder Mahal and he lost the title eight days after he won it in order for it to stay on SmackDown. That's
2: true. Uh,
1: and Jason, it's really a sad state of affairs that there are so many legitimate choices within this category. (laughs) Um, I can't argue with the U S title, I would take a bit of exception with the Cruiserweight title only because I think that was really done well leading into WrestleMania with that whole tournament. I think that salvaged a lot of it. And so the- a,
2: peek, a, a peek behind the curtain on Mr. Vinny here. I believe that he is referring to the original Cruiserweight Championship okay. because of a lot of his answers are Attitude Era answers. So okay.
1: Because you, yeah, you can make a case it hasn't been given much priority or importance, but I think the matches have been really well done. Um, so I hate to sometimes be the guy that goes with chalk. I like to sometimes come up with something that i think other people haven't but you can't book a title any worse than not booking it at all so the universal title was my choice
2: all right fair enough uh, our next category um is is going to be who you think currently in the entirety of the wrestling world is the biggest dick not has <laughs> is <laughs> jason who's the biggest dick in wrestling i assumed it was me
1: um <laughs> Again, not <laughs> Again, has, not has, is, is. I I would have voted for myself in both categories. But no, Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, I guess this one is putting me on the spot, but the thing that initially pops to my mind is I can only think of one guy this year that attempted to slice somebody's throat, so I'm going to go with Nick Gage. All right. Wow. <laughs> Sal? Uh, well, this guy wrestled
4: very, very briefly in 2018, but um, for everything that was said about him, and I'm talking about the, the boys in the locker room set about him. It's Enzo Amore. All right. Uh, Adam.
5: Uh, both good choices so far. I wanted you guys to know that Jeff actually texted me his, his pick for this category. It was that motherfucker Todd Um <laughs> <laughs> which,
1: which I'm with you. I was going to say that as well. <laughs> Um, I, I, doesn't Jeff refer to him as known piece of shit? Also? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I refer to him as. Okay. Jeff just refers to him as a piece of uh, shit. The two um, people who have never met him are the ones that have the most hostility yeah. <laughs> towards him. That's true.
5: Uh, honestly, the first the first name that popped into my head uh, was was Brock Lesnar. But uh, uh, both Sal and Jason have also made good points uh, here. But uh, Jason's guy comes up a little bit later on my list, so I, I think I'm going to stick with Brock
2: All right. All right. Um, Hmm. Yeah, so for me, Start Tobel. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Our next category will be, within any promotion, the biggest feud. Um, Myself, Lindsay, and Smathers all went with Gargano vs. Ciampa. Uh, Adam, who is your best feud? uh, on that same page,
5: I, I also added Alistair Black to the equation. But yeah, Champa, Gargano, and Black—phenomenal uh, matches involving these guys—with hopefully more to come. Uh, three dudes just all out fighting for the NXT Championship. Uh, we had Tommaso's coronation, we had Gargano's heel turn, and Alistair Black just fucking being Alistair Black. Um, and of course, honorable mention to Velveteen Dream for the title match at War Games. All right,
2: uh, and Jason.
1: Yeah, it's, I think this is going to be our first clean sweep. I think you got to go Chomp and Gargano. I mean, you're talking about, like, Adam said, you've got three. They've headlined three takeovers, two of which they weren't even in the championship situation. Uh, one where they were, and it spawned tremendous storylines, like the who attacked Alistair Black, the heel turn for Gargano, the Velveteen Dream spot, and now the the potential reunion reunion of the heel DIY. I, uh, I'm
5: so fucking pumped
1: for that, <laughs> if that becomes a thing. Oh. This has absolutely been, hands down, the best best feud, uh, perhaps in the last decade, that WWE has produced.
2: All right. Well, Sally's not going to be a clean sweep because Vinny went with Stone Cold and Vince McMahon.
1: Um, and I, guess, Jeff, I guess that was funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jeff also went with Becky versus Charlotte. So oh, That's a fair point. Um,
2: It's a little bit different. Uh, Sal, what do you go with?
4: Yeah, it's a clean sweep for the guys that are on this podcast right now. You're talking about a feud that was ignited the very first takeover we had of this year when uh, Johnny Gargano fought uh, Almas, and then out of nowhere at the end of a perfect match out comes Tommaso Ciampa, and it really remained the feud. It took all these twists and turns throughout the past 12 months, and we're still excited to see where it goes, hands down, best feud.
1: And, and right. it's interesting with that feud. The one thing that I think gets lost in the mix is I don't know if it's as good as it is if Tommaso doesn't suffer that injury. If we don't no, have that's a that good long point. break in between yeah. them. I think that built such anticipation that it made this even bigger than it would have been organically had they just gone and moved right onto it. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that one when, when, when it happened. So, yeah. All right. Moving right along to the worst feud. Oh, please let me go first on this one. No, let me go first, please. (laughs) No, no, please. I want to go first on this one. (laughs) Girls, girls, you're both pretty. (laughs) All
2: right. Because I do actually have a set order for everyone's answers. (laughs) Jason, what's your worst feud?
1: (laughs) Okay, I don't know how many people are going to go with this one because this is very easily forgettable. However, a feud that started with Bobby Lashley singing Rockin' Robin (laughs) And included a bunch of black guys in drag pretending to be Bobby Lashley's sisters, all led us to Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley. Two tremendous workers. One of Bobby Lashley's first major feuds back with the company, and we major. all sort of we all sort of had some anticipation for seeing the kind of matches these two could put on, and it was turned into an absolute fucking sideshow that made us all want to turn off the TV every time the two of them were on there. Worst shit I saw this year in a feud. Here's the funny thing. Jeff and Smathers both went with Sami Zayn versus Bobby <laughs> Lashley. That's why <laughs> so,
2: I wanted to go first. I got the original. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay went with Brock Lesnar versus Clocking In.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> uh,
1: now see, take, take note, Vinny. That's how you do funny. Yes. Yes, because oh, Vinny's
2: answer was Hornswoggle versus Cesaro.
1: Um I'm going with Natalia versus Ruby Riot. Okay, are you uh, fucking for, um,
2: serious? <laughs> yeah, for okay. obvious reasons. Um, at this point, what are those and, obvious at, reasons? <laughs> the obvious reason, <laughs> is, is, is that <laughs> sunglasses. Every, yeah, because this was a feud over a broken pair of sunglasses. Boogers, boogers on my face, and a, a, and a woman crying in 2018. Ugly crying. <laughs> yep, and uh, this feud went nowhere, and we're supposed to be into like the golden age of women's wrestling right now and this felt so much like a feud that we would have, would have seen 10 years ago.
1: Yep. Yeah. I can make the case for uh same the same case for Nia Jackson and Alexa Bliss and the whole Very
2: much so. Yeah. Yes, there's there's been a couple of them.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh we would you have such hot women's feuds right now having
2: such dud ones such as Natalya and Ruby Riot it's it's just it's it's criminal. Uh Salazar.
4: So obviously there's a reason that me and Jason both wanted to go first. He did steal my thunder, but it is. It's Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley. What a garbage feud from the fucking pre-tape that they had with Lashley, where he was just infatuated with putting his sisters over, to the segment with the guys in drag, to the obstacle course they actually did on Raw. The whole thing was awful and not a way to bring Bobby Lashley back into the company.
5: Yeah, I forgot about that obstacle course. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh,
2: God. All right. So, uh, our next topic. I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> We're so oh, used to you not being here. We just. I know.
0: Uh, all right, Adam,
1: guys. what's your answer? Peace out, guys.
5: <laughs> um, among. In addition to the ones that you named, Natty versus Ruby, uh, Alexa and Mickey versus Naya, with all the fat jokes. Uh, Brock versus Roman so many choices this year however I think ultimately uh, this award if you can call it that needs to go to Vince McMahon versus the WWE Universe Uh, Vince delivers garbage to us week after week after week then blames us for not liking it makes it into a storyline so he can blame Baron Corbin instead of himself they make unquantifiable promises about changing things up and likely actually won't change anything uh I think Vince is the winner here.
4: Don't forget, he sold everybody out to go to Saudi Arabia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Wait, Batman? What the fuck happened? There?
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next topic. The biggest disappointment of 2018. Oh. Uh, and I am going to say Shinsuke Nakamura started the year off winning the royal rumble and Mm -hmm. was i was incredibly excited to see what was going to finally happen with him uh failed to win the wb championship in a terrible feud failed to win it in another terrible feud uh then failed to win it a third time in a third different terrible feud then got the u.s championship wasn't booked at all and then lost his u.s championship right before the end of the year
1: now just for clarity's sake are we limiting this to individuals or ideas and storylines just
2: just just the the thing that you had the most excitement for that was then the biggest
3: disappointment so uh
2: adam
5: uh shinsuke is a very good choice uh i think i'm gonna have to go with and it pains me to say this uh but i think i have to go with braun Strowman. um dude should have been universal champion on at least one occasion this year uh, and ends up getting shoved into this awful feud with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin and fucking Constable Corbin, and then uh, ends up with that elbow injury. Um, and it's going to end up losing at the Rumble this, again. Uh, I, don't, I mean, another title shot, so I think uh, I think Braun Strowman here.
4: All right. Uh, Sal. This one is going to make Jason <clears throat> thrilled. but My <coughs> biggest disappointment was Dean Ambrose. This was a heel turn that was anticipated for quite a while, even after he came back. And other than the night he turned, it's pretty much been shit. And the only saving grace would have been his match, had that not been the worst match he's put on since being in the WWE. So,
1: it's Dean Ambrose.
2: All right. And Jason?
1: Ah, uh, Jesus! There, there's lots of good choices. I mean, Bray Wyatt immediately comes to mind, obviously. Sure, um, sure. But, but somewhere along that similar vein, I'd have to say Matt Hardy and the Woken Universe. I mean, we all mm. saw how great mm-hmm. that was in TNA, and we all had sort of the notion that, hey, you take this low-budget stuff and you put some WWE muscle behind it. Um you you might have something really kind of special and cool if they let him run with it uh they didn't let him run with it it turned into just a sideshow joke uh vince didn't get it and that was the death of it and that's pretty much the the story with WWE. but i think there was a ton of potential and so much that could have happened and be done been done with that Uh, Mm -hmm. and it was just left out for dead
5: and And a christmas and a christmas special on the WWE network
1: yeah, and 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 a segment on Raw when they did do the, their version of the finals, I forget what they called it, but their version of the final deletion, uh, was huge, good. Huge fucking ratings on Raw, mm-hmm. but but they even introed it with Michael Cole playing the role of Vince McMahon. Like I don't fucking get it, so I'm sorry right. you guys have to watch this shit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry you
4: have to watch this. This sucks, but yet but it ended up being one
1: burying of the best your own on Raw. talent before they ever fucking <laughs> air the thing. It was just from the word jump, it was it was a complete failure.
2: All right. Uh, moving right along to the best tag team in any promotion. Um, Lindsay and Smathers both went with the Oozles. Okay. Uh, me and Hefe both went with Undisputed Era. Vinny went with the Mega Powers. So, Sal, who is your best tag
4: team? Uh, it's the team that's pretty much selling on arenas left and right. It's the Young Bucks. I mean, th- there's an argument that prior to this year... You know, they would do a lot of high spots and wouldn't sell anything. I think they've absolutely reinvented themselves as performers, as storytellers. Uh, obviously, as merch sellers, no one touches them. But uh, there's not been a team that's been talked about more in wrestling in recent memory than the Young Bucks.
2: All right. All right. And Adam. Um,
5: I'm going to have to go with the War Raiders, and possibly because it's a bit of a home field advantage for me, but. They kind of blasted onto the scene at Takeover New Orleans, and then stole a show at Takeover War Games. Uh, something tells me that that Rowan Hansen are on track for big things in 2019.
1: All right, and Jason. And I want to commend Sal on listening to uh, our Ring of Honor Final Battle recap show, because he pretty much took my exact description of the Young Bucks from that show (laughs) and used it as his entry. But, yeah, I mean, look, I love the Usos, and I think the Usos, you know, Could be one of the best on tag teams of all time when they're all said and done Uh, and their promos have really been great. And in 2017, the Usos were absolutely the obvious choice, but I just don't think they they were significant enough in the storylines in 2018 to get my vote here. Um, and as sal said i mean you, you look at what the young bucks have done the performers they've become but over and above that the the influencers of the wrestling business that they've become uh, they took their popularity and turned it into an independent pay-per-view that outdrew every independent pay-per-view in wrestling history with no storylines except those built on their youtube show mm-hmm. um and everyone was into it so over and above that, I mean, you look at the matches that they had this year. The latter war we just recently saw, the match with Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Um, top to bottom, every time these guys were in the ring this year, it was electric, it was magic, and that's why, for me, they've got to be the choice. All right. All right. And I also right. hate how often I'm agreeing with Sal through this thing. I just want you to know. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel <laughs> you. Um, all right. It's making me question everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: next topic. Best debut. Now this would be debuting. Yes, I'm 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 considering NXT guys debuting on the main roster as best as the best debut of 2018. Um and obviously this goes for any promotion, everything of like that. Uh to me, um the best debut of twenty eighteen was Ronda Rousey. Uh, It was incredibly unexpected at the Rumble, her coming out. Um, I kind of like the way that they set it up. Then from there, she obviously had a a really really good first rookie year. Um, Jason, who do you got for best debut?
1: I'm going to go one better. Ronda Rousey didn't just have the best debut of this year. She may have had the best debut of all time. I don't know that we've ever seen a debut match as good as what we saw from her at WrestleMania. (laughs) um it had people talking it had over and above the social media and national intrigue appeal she fucking delivered in the ring um which is not something we've always been able to say so for me ronda rousey is the runaway here all right sal
4: it's ronda i mean all the hype she had coming in all the excitement around her first match of wrestlemania and and what was everybody talking about afterwards it was her and she remains the topic of discussion. She has had the best year of anybody making a debut in wrestling in a long, long time.
2: All right, and Adam,
5: yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep. I mean, uh, I've said before uh, that the the play, where she's at in terms of her in ring talent is miles ahead of where she should be at this point in her career. I know we we talked about it briefly before. Uh, before we started recording, about how you know now they're having they're starting having her call things in the ring, but just yeah you know, that match with with Kurt Angle against the Authority at WrestleMania going on you know becoming the Raw Women's Champion I think I think it has to go to Ronda on this one.
1: All right. By the way, since we've got Adam on the show, can I just well, I'm a I'm a listener of Adam's show, making the Great, also on this rundown feed. Can I make one point? Sure. Okay.
5: You, you've never hesitated before.
1: Okay, well, no, because I think <laughs> this, is, this is something you say a lot, and, I, and I've heard it from other people, too, and I think it should be addressed. Ronda Rousey's arm bar, bending it, quote-unquote, the way it's supposed to go. You bend your arm at the elbow like this, which she does, Then take that arm and turn it out, which is what she's doing, and that shit hurts. (laughs) That that is not an unknown uh, bar in UFC. So it is a legitimate arm bar. It's it's not the. I think people get confused because it's not the Fujiwara arm bar you're so used to seeing uh, or the cross arm breaker, but it is a legit arm bar. Okay. I guess I, I mean that very well. Maybe it. It's not
5: what I'm used to. It just looks weird to me.
1: No, and I, you're not the only one that said that. It's just every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, I got to bring that up because. <laughs> I mean, just sitting there, you hold your arm like that and turn it the other way, you can feel the torque, and that's without anyone pulling.
2: This has been Jason critiques your podcast.
0: <laughs> all right, our <laughs>
2: <laughs> our next topic: best promotion. Uh, me, Lindsay, and Smithers have all gone with NXT uh vinnie has gone with five dollar foot lungs, which was a good promotion except if you were under the age of 18 <laughs> and right. uh Vinny got me on that one all right all right adam best promotion
5: uh i'm glad you already voted for nxt because that's what i was going with as well uh, because i uh, at this i'm trying to get back into ring of honor at this point but right now i really have only watched for the majority of the year WWE programming um but nxt is far and away much better than the main roster
2: Ring of Honor has potential. <clears throat> they, they yet again have potential. They've, uh, right. To me, uh, this this might be a case of addition by subtraction by losing the elite, but we'll see.
5: I was just going to say it'll be very it'll be very interesting to see where they go from here yeah. with the, with those guys leaving.
1: Jason, uh, I, if I really wanted to be different, I could make a definite case for New Japan Wrestling when you go back to. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom starting in January, all the way to Dominion, where Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi put on what could be a great match of all time. Um, All right, right, Meltzer, relax. No, I mean, it's it's legit. (laughs) But by and large, I I have to agree, NXT, every single takeover, we sit there and go, this can't be better than every single takeover. At the end of every single takeover, we're sitting here having a discussion, is this the greatest takeover of all time? And that should tell you a lot. There you go. Uh, sell. Okay.
4: So I will I will freely admit that I haven't watched enough New Japan to, you know, compare it side by side. But the promotion that I get excited to watch every time that, take you know, like everybody said, the takeovers just keep topping each other. It's NXT. It's NXT because for the simpleness of what it is, it is absolutely electric and outperforms every single show they have. Alright.
3: And Jeff? what? What? <laughs> I I didn't know I was here. I didn't know. Uh, really? uh, what's
2: yeah. up? We There's warped no your one. eyes. Welcome to the show, the man with the biggest dick energy. <laughs> Jeff
3: is here. Yeah, I'm here to talk about cocks. Is a is, yeah. do they have a promotion yet? Just just dick fighting? Not cock sure fighting. Cockfighting, Mexico. Oh, before
1: we go any further with the year-end words, how'd your shit go, dude? <laughs>
3: um, it was—I mean, I ate a lot of fast food today, so it was kind of kind of rough. Oh, you know, oh it was, man, it was one of those. You know, yeah, it was a nice preservative shit. Yeah. Then,
1: uh,
3: um, so uh, I, I'm assuming you're doing best promotion, being that everybody's this talking about b- promotions.
1: Yes. This has been shit
3: talk with Jeff and Jason. <laughs> 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 yes, best promotions are.
1: Well, I mean, okay. I, would, I, would, I, had... I would critique the Slasher Sanitarium, but I don't think that shit happens anymore, so. Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
3: I uh, I had written uh, ROH, or actually Lucha Underground. Um, I think going back on it, maybe I should have picked NXT. But um, just based on ROH, how, how much they've grown this year and how much more of a household name they've become, I think, is is a testament to how... Uh, well they've done this year and lucha underground is just a personal favorite i think i really like the concept of what they do um but i don't think they really should be up for best promotion i kind of disagree with me writing that now that i read it (laughs) um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say say roh um just like i said based on how how far they've grown, and I, it probably is a little more relevant to put them maybe next year based on where they're going, but I, I still think they've grown leaps and bounds this year. I, right.
1: I already have my pick for best-talking yourself out of your own pick. <laughs> <There> you <are. laughs> uh, and, Jeff, since
2: since you are just joining us, uh, as I said at the top of the show, we will be whipping some uh, surprise mm-hmm. topics at guys. And what perfect timing you have, because our next topic is the best bulge. <laughs>
3: Oh, best bulge. Yeah, so um, Jeff,
2: what Jeff? What is your pick for best bulge?
3: Oh man, this is tough. There's so many good ones. <laughs> um, now uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say Cedric Alexander because he gets it caught on the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer,
2: Jason. Best bulge.
3: I, it's got to be
1: Finn Balor, right? I mean, he puts that shit on display on the rig.
2: <laughs> All right, true.
5: Uh, Adam. It's absolutely Finn Balor. <laughs> did, you, did you think I would say anything different?
4: That's true. Sal, uh, it's Finn. It's got the most TV time. There you go. <laughs> um, to me,
2: and, until it is beaten in a match, Joey Ryan. <gasps> you mean you mean famed dick wrestler Joey Ryan? Famed <laughs> dick wrestler Joey Ryan, yes. <laughs> All right. See, we're equal opportunity here. Speaking of, uh, we have we have split. Are our best and worst matches into best male and best female and worst male and worst worst male, female. So, starting things oh, off with the best male match of any promotion. Um, Let's look here. Uh, Lindsay went with Gargano vs. Champa unsanctioned. Uh, Tostitos Vinny went with the one where the guy jumped over the ropes. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Uh, and me and Smathers <laughs> have gone with the NXT ladder match for the North American Championship at NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Um, Jeff?
3: Uh, I said Gargano versus Almas at TakeOver Philly. Um, that was just uh, an unbelievable... You know, for a one-on-one match, it was just... It's still, to this day, you could watch it back and you'll be blown away like you didn't ever see it before. Yeah. Um, I I, ha- I also wrote an underrated best match, and it was uh, Roderick Strong versus Cedric Alexander in that cruiserweight tournament.
1: All right. got to get your 205 Live plug in there, I say. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. All right, uh, Jason. Uh, I went with one of the most hotly contested matches of the year. Um, it was tough. It was drawn out. It was Sal versus Orny Lorcan's name. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> seriousness. Uh, I actually agree with Jeff. It was uh, for me. It was Gargano almost. There were a few I had under consideration, so I actually went back and watched them all. Uh, and this is the one that particularly still holds up to me. Um, it just the presentation, everything about it. You go back and you watch it, and it starts with Moro talking about how Gargano's <clears throat> father just had heart surgery, and you just he plays the ultimate underdog. And, and there's there are sections to this match. It starts with them doing just catch catch can chain wrestling. And then they switch to more of a Lucha style where there's high-flying and big spots everywhere and then it transitions to them just fucking strikes and beating the shit out of each other and then you've got Zelina Vega getting involved and Candice LeRae and then the concussion spot on the ring road just so many kickouts the crowd every single two count was hot as hell uh to me that did nothing else got close to this this is to me the best takeover match of all time uh and this one stands up this one's right for me in in the pantheon of best matches i've ever seen
2: all right speaking of having your panties on adam Best mail match. That's the second weird introduction you've
5: given me tonight. <laughs> uh, though, though TakeOver WarGames added two huge contenders to this list with Gargano versus Black and Ciampa versus Dream, I still have to go all the way back to January for Gargano versus Almas for the NXT title. Uh, absolutely scintillating matchup. Could have gone either way at any time. Uh, just
1: fantastic.
4: All right. And Sal. Jason, I'm surprised you didn't go with Kenny Omega versus uh, Okada.
1: It was on you know? the list. It was on the list, but for the thing is, the reason I, I'm a fan of those two guys, but at a certain point, you get to like an hour and a half match. It gets mm. a little you, you can't you can't continue that energy all the way through. And I thought Gargano and Elmas was just stayed up the whole time. So they were. What's like you dick? <laughs>
4: There were a lot of really good matches this year and you know a lot of them coming from NXT, a lot of them coming from New Japan, hell, a lot of them coming from Final Battle. For me, the match that I thought told the best story and had the most emotion, might surprise you guys, but it was from All In and it was the NWA Worlds Heavyweight Championship Nick Aldis defending against Cody Everything from the entrances to how they built the match in the 10 pounds of gold series to, you know, Earl throwing up the axe when Cody was on the outside, making it seem like the match was going to be thrown out. Uh, you know, Brandy's involvement. I I love the story that match told. And to me, it was match of the year. Yeah,
1: All that right. was actually on my short list, Sal, for what it's worth. But to me, the in ring just wasn't quite there with Almas and Gargano. All
2: right. Uh moving right along, because we are equal opportunity. Who's got the best tits? Uh <laughs> I'm gonna start with the man whose answer I already know, Jason.
1: I could throw in a dark horse here for <laughs> B Priestley, because if you're not familiar, more on that to come. Yeah, <laughs> from from me at least, so to speak, I guess. So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, who do you think my answer is going to be? Just out of curiosity. Well, the thing that's always the answer, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose? See, the thing I like about Mandy Rose more so is even her ass, to be honest with you. Um, All right, well, more on that in (laughs) a (laughs) little bit. Wow, best rack in the business. Um, There's a lot of very, very good choices for this category, and to throw me on the spot with this one is very unfair. (laughs) However... um, If you force me to make a pick right now. Hey, hey, I'm not forcing you, because I yelled surprise. (laughs) (laughs) That's a call. Um, (laughs) See, I could break this into so many different categories. Uh, All right, all right. We've only got like a little little bit of time. (laughs) Um, I guess if I have to pick, I'm still going to go. No, she wasn't. I don't think she wrestled this year, so I guess I can't go with Eva Marie. Um. You know Thank what? God. Nikki Bellas are still fantastic, and they've been around a little bit, so we'll go with her. All right. Uh, me, because I, I, I
2: love them natural, would be Bailey. Uh, Adam.
5: Uh,
1: <laughs> very strange. Um... <laughs> Adam picks Alicia Fox. No, Hey, not. I mean, they're, they're good, too, man. Adam picks Santina Morella.
2: No, it's Santina. Marilla that's what I said.
5: That's what I said. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you Bailey. Can go or
2: with Joseph Parks. It's fine. <laughs> Audrey Marie is a good choice. No, it's not. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Bailey or Becky or.
2: It was, uh, again, a
5: bunch of good choices. That video of Carmella that you shared. I mean, yes.
4: Ooh, that's a good one.
5: They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll go with that one just for that underboob. That was nice. All right. Uh,
4: Sal. Uh. In what could easily win best comeback of the year, it's the new Charlotte Flair. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice.
1: If you're a we're fan, of, if you are oh, a fan of gonna... the underboob, may I direct you to Miss Scarlett Bordeaux? She's famous ah, for her underboob. very nice. Yes, that's
2: another another good pick too. Uh, Jeff,
3: I'm going to go a little bit different here, and
1: shocker, <laughs>
3: you're, going, you're, you're going with a guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, god damn it, <laughs> Bobby Lashley. I'll be Lashley.
4: <laughs> you're going with Tamina. We get it. No, yeah. it, oh, hey. oh, no, no, nothing
0: answer. meaner
3: tough <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me no. um, I'm going to go with someone who's from a race of people who aren't known for their tits and I'm going to go with Oscar hey there you go hmm? wow.
1: I, good, I, a good I, choice I, and racism all in one answer cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey
2: since, since McDonald's moved over there they, they definitely have, have turned things around Good. Anyways, let I me <laughs> uh, see. Now you went. Now you went super racist one. Uh, best female match of any promotion. Uh, Lindsay went with the TLC triple threat: uh, Becky, Charlotte, and Asuka. Smathers went with Charlotte and Asuka at WrestleMania 34. Uh, Vinny went with the one where the girl jumped over the ropes, uh, and I went with Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair at Hell in a
1: Cell. Uh, Jason, what is your pick? Wait a second. Hold on. We did best oh best female match yes okay I didn't even add that to my sheet um so there are, there are a couple of obvious choices um the the recency bias would have you select the TLC match I'm gonna go with Charlotte and Becky at Evolution I thought that was uh that main of the first all women's pay per view or it should have main evented the all women's pay per view it was the match coming out of it that everybody was talking about um it's it's the match that had the most build the most anticipation the most story of the entire year featuring two women uh and to me it's not close
2: all right uh adam
5: uh yeah i was also not aware that we were splitting these up but um i will uh, okay. i Sounds think i will go with the recency bias and go with the the tlc match as well all
2: right uh sal
4: mark it down second time of the night i'm, gr- I'm agreeing with jason Uh, It's Becky versus Charlotte, Last Woman Standing at Evolution.
2: I also don't think that's only the
4: second.
3: No, it's it's quite frequent. Probably like the fourth, but whatever.
2: All right, and Jeff?
3: Yeah, I went with the TLC as well, as I wrote down right now on my sheet. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Honesty, I like it.
2: All right, Uh, moving right along to the worst male match of any promotion. Now, obviously, we know there's a lot of garbage wrestling out there. So for us... Obviously, we're looking more at the people who we expect to have better matches that happen to have terrible matches. Because let me tell you, there's a ton of matches you could throw in of so just nobody wrestlers out there. Uh, so uh, Lindsay went with Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman, uh, which is a good pick. Smathers went with Cena vs. Undertaker WrestleMania 34. Uh, Vinny went with the one where the guy didn't did that move I don't like. Uh, I went with Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal at Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, which featured the the the, uh, the first time that Jeff Hardy used his airbending <laughs> abilities. <laughs> uh, Adam, what was your pick?
5: Uh, as you were saying, WWE gave us a lot of options this year. You had The Undertaker versus John Cena at WrestleMania. You had Strowman and Nicholas versus The Bar. Uh, Lesnar versus Roman in The Cage at Greatest Royal Rumble. Roman versus Strowman at Hell in a Cell that ended in a no contest for no fuck damn reason. Um, But I think ultimately I have to go with a match that ties right into my worst feud of the year, uh, AOP versus The Bar, because I can just picture Vince sitting in Gorilla, cackling madly to himself as the rest of us sat there on our couches thinking, really? P?
3: That was the debut of the piss god. That
2: wasn't... wasn't that the B team that they were against with that when they pissed on him? Or... Was it was it the bar yeah, first? No, it
4: was AOP in the bar.
2: Oh, jeez. Yeah, he's done so much pissing;
4: it's hard to <laughs> pick it up. All right, Sal. Uh, I went with a match that uh, not only should there not it not have happened, but um, when it did happen, it was atrocious, and that was DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Ooh, that's <clears throat> how awful i mean even the, even to the point where triple h tours pack like talk about matches that should never have taken place fair enough fair enough
3: jeff uh i had a close second with uh braun Strowman versus kevin owens at extreme rules um because i expect a lot more out of kevin owens in the lead up to that thing uh just the fucking the goddamn porta potty <laughs> uh but I actually ended up going with the the Brothers of Destruction versus Degeneration X as well. That right. was horrible. And it took place in that blood soaked country.
1: There you go. Uh and Jason. I would have gone with the uh DX, but I never actually watched that match, so I can really Same. Good conscience pick it. Um Same. So I went with one of the ones Adam hinted at but didn't pick. Uh, Braun Strowman and Nicholas versus The Bar from WrestleMania. Because uh, <laughs> when you think of this, you had so much sort of anticipation. Like, WrestleMania, big return. <clears throat> We've, we saw the year before the Hardys return and what a moment that was. And, like, who the fuck could Braun Strowman pick? And he walked out there after months of build with a mystery partner and didn't even fucking know who he was picking. He walked out in the crowd and grabbed some kid, and they took the titles off of the bar at WrestleMania and immediately dropped them the next fucking night, only for a fucking tournament to take. Like It was just ridiculous, the entire concept, the entire mm. execution, and it was shitting all over the legacy of tag team wrestling at WrestleMania. Yep. There you go.
4: There you go. Oh, can I just nope. interject? To hammer home <laughs> your point, Jason, they had Bobby Lashley debut the night after. Yeah. yeah. He and said they, no. and, and, and Lashley and tag team Stroman, Lashley and Strowman ended up being a tag team, so you legit could have made that Lashley and made it a moment.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. He was he was getting that ass ready though. Speaking of, our next topic: best male ass. So <laughs> I'm gonna star- <laughs> start with Sal.
4: <laughs> oh man, talk about putting me on the spot here. Uh, you know, can't say a bad thing about him because he's got no friggin body fat. Still got to be Finn Balor.
2: All right, uh, Adam. All
5: right, I was going to say a dude, whether you specified or not, so <laughs> there you go. Finn Balor.
2: All right, Finn Balor. Jeff?
5: Seth Rollins is a close
3: I, second. Though. I think this is easy. Uh, I think it's um, the guy with no front and a giant ass, Titus <laughs> O'Neil.
0: <laughs> Very good.
2: Uh, I personally go with McIntyre. Uh, but uh, um, <laughs> Jason?
1: Uh, I guess <sighs> if I was picking on behalf of my wife, it would be an easy one. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to pick on behalf of myself and compliment the guy whose glutes we see every single Monday uh, night. Bobby Lashley shows his ass.
5: All right. Negative points. <laughs>
1: all right. I used that category just for that setup. Thank you for hitting that one out of the park, Adam. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Worst female match of any promotion. Again, there's some, there's some bad shit up there, but, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, people who should have some talent. Uh, again, I am reading this exactly as oh, as one of our fans put in. Michael Smathers said tie most of them. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, Vinny went with Mae Young's corpse versus Judy Garland's corpse. Ew. Uh, Lindsay Hardy went with anything with Alicia Fox. That was, that was going to be my vote. Uh, I went with anything with pussy farts. Uh, Sal. <laughs> uh,
4: this match was so awful that it, it's a stain on that card. And that's WrestleMania 34, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Oh, everything, not even
1: from, close, dude.
4: everything from the build before it. To no, the you're supposed to match. scream. Fuck you. Fuck him. Everything from the build before it to the fucking promo that Nia did afterwards, and I just hated the fucking match. God, stop. Hopefully it's not on the DVD.
3: Jeff. I sent two of a 16-year-old girl's picture on a a
1: Oh, your Whoa. Skype oh. cut out at the most oh. delicious Whoa. moment. Oh. <laughs> Holy oh. shit. That was just like oh. dirty? Greatest moment oh. in rundown history accidentally occurring.
3: <laughs> can you hear me? Uh, we can hear you. <laughs>
1: oh. Just just, uh. just the important part. Oh, we parts. hear you. <laughs> the question is will you hear yourself when you go back and listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> So why don't you start from the top on that one, Jeff?
3: It's not going to be as funny. (laughs) Um, It just involved jizz pictures sent to a sixteen-year-old girl's phone. That's all.
1: Okay. Okay, actually, didn't get any better. Okay. No, it didn't. (laughs) All right, Jason. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: Something James Ellsworth. Yeah. Um, So, there if I went really super indie, there are a lot of. One's you could pick. Um, James Ellsworth did a lot of intergender wrestling, which I don't know if that would ca- qualify, but practically, yeah, you have to count. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll go with something more mainstream, if you will. Uh, I'm going to go back to Backlash. Uh, Charlotte and Carmella. Um, look, we uh, you put the entire thing in context. We had the whole big moment of Charlotte and Oscar at WrestleMania, and Charlotte ending the undefeated streak. And the point of that was to get the belt on Carmella, and then it's like, okay, well, maybe maybe Charlotte can get a good match out of Carmella here, and we can get a little – no, even Charlotte wasn't capable of pulling that quality match out of Carmella, um, and it just – it was awful. It was a train wreck from beginning to end at a big – on a big stage, and uh, yeah, so I'm going that one.
2: Adam?
5: Um, as I said before, I did not know that we were splitting these up by gender, and so I was not prepared for this, and I didn't want to cop out and just you'll, give the. You'll get that text in the host thread in about a week.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was actually in there. <laughs> yeah.
5: and give a, give just give the the cop out any, any match with Alicia Fox or Dana Brooke, um. But the, so the first thing that that actually popped into my head would be the uh, the title match at uh, at Money in the Bank uh, between uh, Ronda and Naya. That led to the cash in from Alicia, just because I feel like the whole the match as a whole was just rather disappointing. Um, Fox I think you play. mean Alexa. Alexa, I I did that when I typed it earlier too. Uh, yeah, between thank you, Alexa Bliss cashing in. Um, I just felt like that this in in my memory just that the whole match was just not that great.
2: All right, and our next topic: best female ass. Uh, I'm gonna start with Jeff.
3: Ah, uh, good choices again. I should have prepared for this. Um well, you couldn't have. It was I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't on the sheet, dude. <laughs> I should have seen it coming, though. After oh yeah, the last one. Um, are, are we
5: not doing phrasing anymore? <laughs>
3: nope. <laughs> have we ever? No. We just let it lie. Oh, I never do. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mandy Rose.
2: All right, uh, which will most likely be this next person's answer, Jason?
3: I'm uh, Russ.
1: <laughs> All right, Sal. Though, though I will cast an un, uh, an underdog vote for Bailey because I don't yes. think that thing gets enough credit. That's true. Oh,
4: Sal, man, this is so fucking difficult. There's so many. I know. Well. So, so many. I'm gonna go with a outside the box, and I'm gonna say Emma or Tennille Dashwood.
1: Okay. You right, like psoriasis good. on your ass? Oh, come on!
4: <laughs> all right.
2: Uh, see, for for me, it's difficult as well because a storm that exists. Uh, but I got to go with Alexa, uh, just because things display quite a bit.
1: Um.
2: That, did I get one? But Adam,
1: that moment in Elimination yep. Chamber where her ass was just on the camera for like ten minutes straight was amazing.
2: Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You can't. You, I mean, just just ropes of jizz all in my
1: room, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> it's uh,
5: it's difficult. Um, as much as I hate the seven second dance break, I think I got to go with Carmella.
4: Yeah, Carmella in the singlet. It's not a bad choice. Yeah, it's really. I mean, not. there's there's a lot to choose. Liv Morgan is a close second, though. Can't go back. can Honorable.
3: honorable, honorable. It's, yep, it's, on, exactly, it's honorable
2: to love that ass. Honorable. All right.
3: <laughs> I think
1: best uh, view of the year should be Jeff versus his internet connection. I think so. <laughs> there you go. Uh,
2: best pay-per-view or special events or whatever you want to call it. Um, Vinny showing that he's a pedophile, 10 Lolitas in paradise. Um, Smathers, if you remember his answer from the last one, went with best pay-per-view evolution. <laughs> 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 Uh, Lindsay Push. went with NXT War Games too. Uh, I went with NXT Takeover New Orleans. The dams have broken. Uh, Jeff, thanks, Jeff. You're gonna yeah. If, if you're still there, Jeff, you're gonna need to talk as soon as I say your name. Otherwise, we're going very to very little You're gone. <laughs> oh, he's trying. He's trying. Yeah, hey, Jeff, you're talking. Yeah,
1: we can't hear you, dude. Jeff, if you gotta like hardwire
4: in or something, we get it, man. Do get, what you get, gotta do. Get hard, dude. Get
1: hard. <laughs> we'll come back to Jeff. All right. All right. Evolution. We'll come back. I think we said evolution. We got an answer. All right. <laughs> we got an answer. We got an answer. Here it comes. Evolution. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. All right, Jason. It's a mystery. Uh, I had, I had, I was really, really torn between two. Evolution was definitely. Uh, one I would give tremendous credit to for all the reasons we talked about when it happened. I thought it was groundbreaking. I thought every match seemed to deliver. Um, I know Adam wasn't as huge a fan of the setup. I thought the setup added the ambiance to the thing, which was great in the presentation overall. Uh, but I, my my final pick has to be, and, and again, I thought maybe I'm subject to recency bias, but TakeOver War Games 2, um, you go back and top to fucking bottom, that entire card... The two out of three falls women match wasn't my favorite match for the females this year, but even that was still good. You had some storyline in there with the other girls getting involved. Uh, You had Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano, and God fucking damn, that was brutal. You had the Velveteen Dream and Tommaso Ciampa, and the way they worked that fucking match. You had uh, just everything, and then to top it off with the war games, and I got two fucking words for you double moonsault jesus christ yeah. um yeah that's got to be the pick for me War games too
5: do a double moonsault pussy
2: yeah
1: <laughs> and he did it he did all
2: right our next topic is oh the hey, hey hey <laughs> oh sorry 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 i forgot you're still here
1: sal he's just gonna pick what i said anyway just
4: no i, I got one that's gonna top yours and that's nxt brooklyn four because from top to bottom, whether it was Velveteen Dream versus EC3, Ricochet versus Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gagano on The Last Man Standing, I love that whole fucking card. And let's not forget, it kicked off with the Undisputed Era and a classic against um, Roderick Strong. I mean, Mustache Mountain.
1: So I would make the right. case that was one of the least, my least enjoyed NXT takeovers of the year. But go ahead. Wow. That's only because you don't like black people. All right, well, worst pay per view. I promotion. still didn't
5: get. I still didn't get to go. But no, no uh,
1: that was me, not Adam.
5: <laughs> my answer. My answer is the basically the exact same as Jason, so it's okay. <laughs> all
1: right.
2: All right, that's
1: fine. <laughs> like right, I said, I, stop I, picking on Adam. That guy knows what he's fucking talking about. All
2: right. All right. Well, I, <laughs> sorry about that. I deleted something before. I needed it. I should have. All right. Worst pay per view. Uh, Lindsay went with back rash. Exactly how he typed it uh smathers went with survivor series oh my Uh, god i went with i went with crown jewel how is there any other answer than crown jewel (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i agree how is there any other answer than crown jewel and the only reason because both of them were terrible was because i like royal rumble style matches so that gave me a little bit of an edge of a crown jewel uh, so there yeah, was one like...
1: fucking event this year that had a backdrop of a dude getting murdered and chopped into little bitty pieces. <laughs> Nothing is fucking going to beat that. Sorry. that's
2: yes, true. Uh, all right. So, Adam, tell me why it's not Crown Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> it's Crown Jewel.
5: Go. Okay.
0: End of discussion.
4: <laughs> Sal? Uh, I can't comment on Crown Jewel. I didn't watch it. Neither did I. I know, but... That's I why it's to, the worst. <laughs> I have to go with something that I watched, and for me it was Extreme Rules. It was the Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. It was um, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. It was just awful. Dolph and Seth in that match where people were counting down in the crowd. Ugh. Just ugh. All right.
5: But nobody um, got murdered, so... Mm, nobody so, got murdered? Your pick, your, pick it, is,
2: me, your, your pick is fine. Your pick is fine. Uh, Jeff,
1: clearly you're okay with...
3: Please hear account. me, Crown Jew.
2: I can, I can hear you, Crown Jew.
1: All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Did, did you restart that router there, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Okay, moving on. All right. Um,
2: did I forget to type that in there? Uh, oh, no, I didn't. Okay, uh, the next topic is Worst Debut. Uh, me, I would have to go with No Way Jose uh, because he was the same dumb gimmick that he was before. Uh, pretty sure he debuted in a loss, and nobody gives a shit about him. And I'm surprised he's even still on the roster. Uh, Jeff
3: worst debut. I had the same thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, trying to just get it in. Herpes. Quick. <laughs> I'm trying to get him in quick. <laughs> All right. All
2: right.
1: That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> Jason. All right. Uh, no Way Jose is certainly a worthy competitor here, but I'm going to go with Sanity because we spent months seeing, or at least several months seeing Sanity debuting soon, and then we stopped seeing Sanity debuting soon, and then Sanity never debuted, and then Sanity debuted once, and we never saw them again until Survivor Series when they went, oh, fuck, we need some teams. Here's Sanity. So I'm going to go with Sanity. All
2: right. Fair enough. Uh,
1: Adam.
5: Uh, by the way, uh, runner-up for Best Male Ass is EC3, just based on the NXT vignettes that they've been <laughs> on for the past three weeks. Um, yeah, the, the debut category is always the most difficult for me because I have ADD and don't have any kind of attention span to remember back to fucking January when people came in. But uh, you you sparked a memory in me, and I will also go with No Way Jose, if only because when he debuted in NXT, my first comment, my first thought was, there's no fucking way that will ever work on the main roster. <laughs>
1: See, but no way Jose gets a pass from me because Anthony Green was in the conga line once. <laughs> right?
4: Yes. yes, he was.
1: All right. So? Uh,
4: for me, it was sanity. Um, like Jason said, it was so confusing how we did all these vignettes, then we stopped, then they showed up, then they stopped showing up. What? What the fuck did they do to a gimmick that actually worked in NXT? It was mind-boggling.
2: Can I say, you speak very clearly for someone with Jason's dick in his mouth.
4: (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, (laughs) Uh,
2: So now we head head to a topic that was a little bit more difficult for some of our fans, because a lot of our fans are WWE-only fans, but the best independent worker, male or female. This is obviously anyone who doesn't work for NXT or WWE. Uh, Lindsey Hardys went with that guy that did the cool thing that one time. Uh, Mike Smathers went with Cody uh vinnie went with i don't watch car racing because it's independent uh, i went with kenny oshmegma uh <coughs> adam <laughs> best indie worker uh
5: try this is when you get to take a nap uh being in new england i feel that i have both an unfair advantage in this category but also a huge disadvantage in this category just because of the sheer amount of talent that is in this area and yes i'm going to be a total total homer here uh anthony green cam zagami richard holiday robo cpa dan terry Okay, not Dan Terry, but I'm going to go with a guy who got noticed in a big way, uh, ended up signing with Evolve, uh, a kid named Josh Briggs. I think big things are coming for that dude in the next few years.
1: All right. Uh, Jason? Um, I will... That name Adam just gave you might make an appearance later on in my list. But uh, for this particular one, look, there are a lot of great local indie guys, and I could go up and down a similar list probably to what Adam could come up with. Um, But to me, you're talking about there's a guy who many and and very rightfully could call the greatest wrestler on the planet right now. Uh, He's competing over in New Japan. He's Kenny Omega. And when you're talking about people not signed to WWE, if you're talking about the best potential wrestlers in the world, I, I think that's the guy that's got to be atop the list for me.
4: Alright, Sal. The game changer, the one who will change the world, to Jason and Troy's point, it is Kenny Omega.
2: You guys keep pronouncing his name weird. Um, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs>
3: um, I actually went with uh, Cody Rhodes based on his star fa- star power and He's kind of just elevated everything he's been in in the indie scene and and drawing a lot more eyes to it. Don't call him Rhodes. (laughs) Cody.
2: Cody. Cody. All right. Moving right along to the worst indie worker, male or female. Again, this one, there's a lot out there. (laughs) Let's be honest. Um, But but for me, obviously, (laughs) I wanted to go with somebody who is is getting opportunities who maybe didn't deserve opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody who I may have chosen for best ass, but definitely am choosing for worst indie worker, and that's Rebel.
1: Oh my god! Uh, What? I picked the same (laughs) thing. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome.
2: Uh, Smathers went with James Ellsworth.
0: Uh,
2: Lindsay went with that guy that didn't do the cool thing that one time. Uh, So Sal, who is your worst indie worker?
4: This is hard because um if you're a bad indie worker technically you won't typically you won't get booked. Uh but for someone who I've seen on the scene a lot and she's been on TV a lot, it was actually Alicia uh, Edwards. That bitch is fucking horrible. All right.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh Jeff.
3: Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, Please don't waste the opportunity. I, I put. I, what? Come on, Technobot.
2: Come on, come on, buddy. You know, you know who the worst independent worker is out there.
3: I said James Ellsworth. I'm sure I do, but I'm gonna go with David Arquette.
0: Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: Right. Put it right uh, over the plate, and Jeff yep. missed it. Yeah, we would have also accepted Fuck Todd Tupel. Uh Jason, <laughs> you said you went with Rebel. Anything else to add to that?
1: Uh, it was a toss-up between Rebel and Scarlett Bordeaux, and then I watched a match between the two, and Scarlett looked imminently better in that match than Rebel did, so wow. I went with Rebel. See, for me,
2: you can, you can Scarlett's gimmick is that she is there for people to jerk off to and isn't a good wrestler. So to me, she's living the gimmick. Uh, whereas Rebel is supposed to is booked as somebody who is supposed to be competent, so that's why I went with Rebel. And don't consider Scarlet to be a a bad worker. She just is doing what she's she can do with what limitations she has.
0: She's not a bad uh, character.
1: And... She is a damn bad worker. So she's a terrible worker. Well, that was again, the question. Like said, it's category's not... worst worker.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but but. <laughs> She's a good character, so that's that's why it puts her not as the worst in my book. That's why Rebel is the worst, because Rebel is not even a good character. (laughs) Uh, Adam. (laughs) Uh, Jason mentioned
5: him earlier, and I've already forgotten his name again, but that dude that tried to kill David Arquette. Nick uh, Gage.
4: Oh, Nick Gage.
5: For for taking advantage of Arquette's inexperience in order to use his name to make more money for a show and put him in a situation he absolutely should not have been in. Fuck you, dude.
2: Okay our next category
1: he'll be he'll be wrestling john walters coming up soon and i'd love to see him try some of that shit on walters <laughs> <laughs> you know. um so our next our next
2: two categories here uh make a return from from our past episodes um this is the best comeback which is not be a best debut but a best return from injury or return to a promotion that they were that they had left Mm -hmm. um i know that this is probably going to be one dominated by one person in particular um but we're going to go ahead and try it so jeff best comeback
3: um i'm gonna go oh Mm, mm, mm. this wasn't Was this on the sheet? Not came on. I'm, I'm I'm adding nothing to this. Uh, I'm gonna go. Alistair Black, even though he was off for a short. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Period on again. Oh, what's going on? You're good. You're good.
4: We got we got we got the gist of it.
2: We got some words. Okay. We got we got we got enough words to cobble together an answer from you.
4: You said Alistair Black, we got it. Yep, yep, we got it. Uh just, Jason. Just stick <laughs> okay. to a an names. Uh, for
1: yeah. for me, this this is a very easy and one off answer. Um Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> the guy came back from his knee injury at TakeOver Philly to attack Johnny Gargano and then became the biggest and best heel in professional wrestling, did absolutely everything right to make the crowd hate him, won the NXT title, sits there, still one of the best promos in the business, uh, hands down not even close, Tom- Tommaso Ciampa.
2: Yeah, see, and that's that's why I said I thought this was going to be dominated by him because Tommaso really did. Um, since he came back from injury, he's been on a roll. Uh, Adam. <clears throat> yeah, it's Ciampa. All right, Sal. I'm
4: not kidding. I legit forgot he was hurt for most of 2018, but yeah, Even it's Ciampa. we talked about it like... Oh, uh, he 20... was hurt for
1: most of 2017. Yeah. <laughs> he wrestled for most of 2018. Sorry.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's Champa hands down.
1: All right. Uh, our next topic
2: is the please go away. This is for somebody who we wish would get injured and leave. <laughs> uh, for me... And you can hate me all you want. <clears throat> it's Leo Russian. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I won't hate you for that. My man. All right.
4: My man. All right.
2: Sal, please go away. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <Fuck you. laughs> uh, it's not you, Jax. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Break another, people's faces.
2: That is another perfect answer to this question. Uh, Adam. <laughs> Vince McMahon. Forever. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, not a not a bad answer. Not a bad answer. Uh, Jason. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Forever,
1: <laughs> Jason. Uh, Jeff's internet provider. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll go with. uh Jesus, I I hate this category because I always hate to talk about people losing their jobs. But <laughs> fucking Nia Jax. come on, dude. Thank All you. Right. Uh, Jeff. Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox
2: perfect all right uh the next topic is the next big thing uh now the next big thing obviously is somebody who is not quite a main eventer in wherever they are at um but we feel is going to be a future main eventer or somebody who's going to be taking on the world coming up here um so we're going to start with the females in nxt uh lindsey has gone with jessamine duke uh smathers has gone with lacey evans which is still an acceptable answer because she has not debuted in the main roster yet uh i have gone with tony storm uh jeff who are you going with
3: i went with dakota kai when she returns (laughs) i love her i i love her ring work and uh i think she's got a great look and i love her i love that she gets intimidated but she has a never give up attitude i just i like the character all right, and we heard every word of you the heard, perfect. You heard, I was. Just, I was just gonna say you heard everything. Yeah, oh, that was awesome. It's so, good, good. for one answer. There you go,
1: uh, Jason. Uh, Jesus. Um, I'm actually in the process of changing my answer here. Uh, originally, <laughs> I was gonna go with um, Bianca Belair, but I do, upon further um, examination. I've, I've changed my answer on this one because to me, when I look at somebody who I think has all the tools to be a huge, huge star, um, Bianca's got a lot, but I think there's, there's, there's a certain disconnect with her and some of the fan base. Um, I don't know if it's the, the attitude, the, the overall presentation, but for me, when I look at somebody and I see star written all over them and Tony Storm is a good choice here, but I'm going to go with her counterpart in NXT UK, Rhea Ripley. Um, uh-huh. You look at what her she did in the, in the Mae Young Classic, just off the cu- cuff when when Nixon Newell got hurt, the way she played it off like, a well, of, you know, she almost like Drago in Rocky Four. If he dies, he dies. Like I don't <laughs> give a shit. Um, I thought that was just amazing. On the off the cuff character work by her, uh, and then to follow it up with what she's done in NXT UK since then, I think this girl has dollar signs written all over her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good
2: problem to have right now that there's so many different answers that we're coming up with for this. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Adam? Uh, I have
5: I have said it for a while. She's my favorite thing on NXT right now. It's it's Nikki Cross. Um, she's coming okay. up to the main... Nikki play. has to play, Becky. Uh, she's being called up to either Go Raw ahead. or SmackDown, wherever she ends up. I, I hope that she continues on the path that she's on, and I hope she ends up with uh, one of the two titles and Maybe if uh, if she goes to SmackDown, it'll give them an excuse to use sanity on TV.
0: That that, that
2: okay.
4: <laughs> uh, uh Troy, I had to go with Tony Storm. She definitely is a star, just waiting to burst out of that UK division. Uh, she got to get over here to the states. She's got to get on Takeover, and then once she gets to Raw SmackDown, because she will, uh, she'll be the best thing happening.
2: Uh, can we have just one match with Tony Storm where every move she does, they call it the Storm End?
4: <laughs> you mean the so, Storm Zero? Zero yes,
1: storm Zero, yeah, Storm Zero. So can I like just...
2: She, she, she does a big boot. Oh, the Storm
4: Zero! Zero.
1: <laughs> See, and, and, and Tony Storm would be by far the answer if we were talking just in ring, but I, I feel like her sort of promos and her character work needs a little work. She seems a little stiff in that category to me, and, and Ray just... Rhea just seems much more comfortable in terms of her character presentation. Again, like I said, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So many,
0: yeah, there's absolutely.
1: so many good ones out there. There's so many
2: answers for this. Um, and then we move on to... Well, I think I'm the only one of our people that has an answer for this, other than you guys. The next big thing on the independent circuit for females, and I went with B Priestley. Nice. Okay. Um. Lindsay went with that cool chick, so there you go. Uh, Smathers did not answer because he hates women. Uh, <laughs> except for that one. Except for that one. And and that entire pay-per-view that had him on there. Uh, Jason?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Britt Baker. Uh, for those of you who maybe saw her at All In, at she's made some appearances in Ring of Honor. Uh, uh, NXT as well. Yeah, NXT. She's the girlfriend of Adam Cole, so she's got a little bit of uh, push there, too. Hey, um, I, I would... <laughs> My, my my instant pick would have been Deanna Purrazzo, but she recently signed, or Chelsea Green, same thing. So uh, Britt Baker, DMD, is my choice. I think this girl's got a lot of talent, and I think there's big things in store for her. Yeah, I just um, saw her recently on an
5: episode of Ring of Honor that I watched, and I, I can all agree with that. All right, Adam, which New England woman are you going to pick for that? Uh, again my my indie knowledge is limited right now uh given my uh lack of time but I think I'm just going to echo Jason on your uh your preview with uh with the Kingpin and just say when is uh when is Davian getting signed by ROH?
1: Hopefully soon.
4: Sal? So. I know that this one's been around, you know, the indie scene for a while but to me there's, careful, nobody, careful better, on that one. there's nobody better than Santana Garrett. And yeah, that girl's fucking amazing in the ring, and I, I feel like she draws money.
1: See, I somebody that, that and I she was on my short list too when I was looking up this category. It just to me, it's like when you talk about next big thing. If it's somebody who's been on the indies for ten years at this point and right, hasn't popped right. yet, I had a I had a problem going with her. That was the only reason I didn't pick her. I feel
4: yeah.
2: you. Yeah, because you could say the same thing about people like you know Cherry Bomb and. Right. Uh, cheerleader Melissa, but again, you're like, yeah, they're, right. they're like reaching their their late thirties at this point. Right, so. no, I get uh, Jeff. that. Uh,
0: Jeff, well,
3: I had written Chelsea Green, forgetting she got signed. Um, okay. So uh, I'm gonna go with actually Viper or Piper Niven. Um, okay. I think they're gonna need a new big girl when Nia Jax kills some girl. So <laughs> I think she's
2: <laughs> Right on. See, and in, in, in my pit. And my pick, if you're going to replace Nia Jax, would be uh, Jordan Grace. So, uh, oh, she's person.
1: fantastic. Yes. Yeah, yeah another yeah.
2: person who could ease, who who was on my short list of people. Um, but yeah, you
1: know, I'm going to go a little close to home. If you're replacing Nia Jax, I think Stacy Shadows would be a nice pickup for some company on a national. That's English.
2: true. That's very true. Yeah, Stacy, Midwest girl here. Uh,
1: she's the Midwest Slayer, of course. All right, so some um, ring of honor time for her too.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, our next topic uh, topics are going to be overexposed and underutilized. So these are people overexposed as somebody who's getting way more TV time uh, or or match time than they probably deserve. and underutilized is somebody who is not getting the opportunity. So starting with overexposed oh,
4: please, uh, wait uh, we didn't do next big thing for mail. Uh, I know. Okay. Because that's
1: next. Okay. <laughs> did you hear I, the part at the I, beginning where he said he's going to randomly drop in surprise categories? <laughs> yeah, did you hear that part?
4: Yeah. I, said I, that. I just didn't know if you forgot about it. That's fine. I
1: didn't forget about it. I'm, I'm looking
2: at my sheet. I know how to host a show. All right. Uh, now that we've ground completely withhold. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, overexposed. Listen, <laughs> Adam's got to go to bed, guys. Let's go. All right. Um, overexposed, for me, Natalia. Jason. <laughs> I. Really, I mean, yes, really. (laughs)
5: Let's fuck her. Is that? Are you? Is that because of that time that her
1: uh, that her pussy fell out on pay per view?
2: (laughs) I mean, that's definitely part of it.
1: Is there anybody that's gotten more undeserved TV time and ring time this year than Baron Corbin? Um, (laughs) This guy hasn't delivered in ring. He hasn't delivered on the microphone. He's been so bad that he became the face of people's hatred for the McMahons, both publicly and on the Internet. Uh, Baron Corbin's the easy answer here. All right. Uh, Adam? Uh, Yeah, again, I got
5: to. Uh, I agree with Jason on this. One. Constable Corbin is probably one of the worst things to come out of
1: 2018, and that's coming from a guy who was a Corbin fan in Adams. I so. was back in back in the day. Plus I'm the belly the button, you right lose points for the belly button <laughs> automatically. Love how
2: we both went for the same joke at the same time. <laughs> uh, Jeff,
3: uh, I'm going to go. I mean, Barrett Corbin's an easy easy answer for this, but I'm going to go uh, different, and I'm going to have my second uh, answer with this person and that is Alicia Fox and she was on way too many matches this year. I don't want to see her wrestle people anymore. I'm done with her. Fair enough.
4: Sal? So, it's Corbin. Because he was in like 10 segments at the end of the year on the last few rides. It's just fucking ridiculous.
2: Alright. Um, alright. So moving right along to underutilized. Um, for me, I think I would have to start with the bouncers. Um, <laughs> because why aren't you using them? Uh, but if we're looking at uh, uh, at WWE, I'm going to have to say the revival. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sal.
4: So underutilized sanity, but specifically Eric Young. I, I mean, I don't think they have even scratched the surface of what he could do promo wise. And he could get the characters over. He could get the gimmick over. They haven't even given him one chance at it. All right, Adam.
5: Hmm, it's kind of a kind of a tough one. Um, my first thought was honestly Oscar. I know that's a hard part, point to argue, given that she's currently the women's <laughs> champion. Um, but the nine months between WrestleMania and TLC. But I think ultimately, underutilized, I'm going to have to go with any tag team on SmackDown that's not the Usos, the bar, or the New Day.
4: Fair enough. So you're saying the colognes.
3: <laughs> Jeff? Uh, I'm going to say Rusev, even though he won the U.S. title. Um, I mean, he's incredibly over, and he was even more over, and it just... He, he's, I mean, he won the U.S. title, but he, I, he's not nearly as over as he was when he had... when it was uh, Rusev Day.
1: Alright, and um, Jason? Okay, so on a high level, I would, I could very easily ca- talk myself into selecting Finn Balor for this category. It looks like we're starting to sort of correct that, but I think we spent a long time avoiding Finn Balor being in the main event where he should have been. I think Samoa Joe's another guy you could put on this list, but I'm mm-hmm. going to go a little bit lower, uh, less high-profile guys. Uh, I think the, the last two open challenge answerers have shown what Tyler Breeze can actually be in the ring, so I think he would be a great selection here, but If I'm picking a guy who I think is just criminally underutilized for what he can do, uh, I would have to go Chad Gable. This guy's never been given the opportunity to really shine the way he can, and Mm. now he's being thrown into a spot where, yes, he's got a title, and yes, he's on TV, but he's on TV as a Bobby Roode clone. This guy's got loads of charisma, and he's an absolute stud in the ring. This guy should be topping cards, not playing bet buddy to Bobby Roode.
5: All right. And of or course, Ty Dillinger. I was gonna say perennial choice, Ty Dillinger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, he's injured now, so he can't be utilized. I think I think most un- I think most
2: underutilized should just be the Ty Dillinger m- Memorial Award.
0: <laughs> enough,
1: yeah.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. Once he gets released. All right. <laughs> next big thing in NXT for the dudes. Uh, Lindsay has gone with the dozer Otis Dosevich. Uh Me sorry? and my I, I don't yes, know. that's what he put. Okay. Then, uh, yeah. Me and Smathers have gone with Matt Riddle. Okay. Uh, Adam Uh, This might be going out on a
5: limb But uh, I'm going to pick Shane Thorne Um, Nick Miller Recently being released Or asking for his release Um, I I really hope they give Shane something to run with And actually do something with him uh, As opposed to just kind of Let him fade away into the background I think of the two uh, of the mighty He's the one that looks more like a WWE superstar And I I really (laughs) hope they they put him to good use As a singles competitor
2: All
4: right, Sal This guy is difficult to call the next big thing because he already seems like a big deal, but he has um, even bum, higher da-dum, ceiling da-dum. to go. Uh, you're, and my, that you're, is, you're putting uh, my
1: dick in your mouth again, I think. That is the
4: Velveteen Dream. Yep. Put my dick in your <laughs> mouth.
1: <laughs> Remember, if you're receiving, it's not gay. Mm, that's right. <laughs> it's also not hey. gay if it's in a three-way. Um, I'm, hey, I'm off <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so my is it my turn or is it Jeff's turn? Oh, no, it's Jeff's turn.
3: Okay. Oh, okay. Um, f- f- was my name f-
2: said? F- it's f- uh, no, it wasn't.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. I was <laughs> going to say. <laughs> it was, um, I'm going to go uh, with a little. The guy who was recently signed, and I think he just has a ton of potential. I'm going to go with Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, Jackovic. Isn't uh, it, J- J- it Dijakovic? I, I believe it's pronounced. J-
2: I believe it's called Jack and a Dickoff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I'm surprised that uh, our our uh, boys over there in New England didn't pick him. Uh, but we still have one of them left Jason.
1: Uh, well I sadly will not be picking uh Jack as much as I am a huge fan and I think he will be big. Jack Um uh, but you're talking to to Sal's point you're talking 23 years old and already one of the best fucking things in the entire company. The mm-hmm. charisma, the look, the in ring, the just the 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 complete being in touch with everything going on in the world around him and how to utilize it as part of his act. Uh, it's absolutely the Velveteen Dream. Uh, this guy has just absolute dollar signs all over him. And it's if, if Vince screws this thing up, then we're just fucking screwed forever. He
2: will. Just wait. Um, and the next big thing for the dudes on the independent circuit. Uh, I have gone with Matt Taven. Uh, Sal. Sal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All of Troy's picks, like Troy gives no context.
0: So. <laughs> oh,
4: Taven's a great pick. Um, for me, this guy—I saw him wrestle in person. I, I thought he had a big star potential. Then I still no, think Brian, he has big star Brian potential. Fury's retired, so no, it is Flip Gordon.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Flip well, he's got a down. three-year for... contract with Ring of Honor, so he won't be the next big thing if we're talking WWE for a while. Yeah, just the next not necessarily
4: thing. what it means. Yeah, yeah it's not,
3: not necessarily it
1: big thing in our age yeah, exactly.
3: Uh, Jeff, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say Brian Cage.
2: Okay. He definitely is big uh, because he's got <laughs> he a ton big. of steroids in him.
3: Mm, uh, yeah. oh, he's <laughs> felt, and he's, he's got a hot
2: baby mama.
1: Brain.
2: Yeah. Well, you know.
1: His, those, his, those big his baby jack- mama is fantastic. If you're not a, if you're not a Lucha Underground watcher. Google Melissa Santos. That's all I'm saying.
2: Uh, and considering, yeah, yeah. considering that there's you know guys that take a lot of steroids have a lot of problems. Hey, there's uh, now four hymns where you can get. Uh,
1: <laughs> hey, they'll sponsor DVD. us. That's oh, every other <laughs> podcast in the world. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Jason, um, there's there's two here. I have a national one and sort of a local one. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna so? I'm gonna I'm gonna apply two here. I'm gonna use my one. Two choices for this show. Uh, We talked about it again on the Ring of Honor thing. Hangman Page is a star. I mean, this guy is going to be a megastar in this business. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen for sure. I'd be shocked if this guy doesn't end up in the WWE at some point, um, where I expect him to be a star there. Uh, But to Adam's point earlier, Josh Briggs, I saw him at one of his first days of training at the Bell Time Club with Mike Hollow. And Bo Douglas pulled me aside and said, what do you think of this kid? And I said, he's got fucking money written all over him. It's it's In the span of two mm-hmm. or three years, he's proven that to be 100% true. He's already a step below NXT at this point, working for uh, Gabe at Evolve. Uh, this guy will be in a major promotion within the next two years.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I hit the Jeff switch. Um yeah, I'm so going to uh, I'm actually gonna unfair, steal your answer. I can't defend myself. Troy, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna steal your your answer for uh underutilized and say uh, and say the bouncers. Uh just reported uh, the other day that uh, the bruiser had re signed with Ring of Honor. Now hopefully they will follow suit with uh, our good friend the Kingpin and uh put him on the goddamn Madison Square Garden Show, motherfuckers.
1: Right? All right. If there's one thing you need in New York City, it's the bouncers. Absolutely. That's, That's, That's true. That's true sure you do. Uh,
2: our next topic is best on the mic. Um, sadly, my my perennial favorite for this pick wasn't featured much on the mic this year because uh, Kevin Owens, also dealing with injuries, also just wasn't in a lot of storylines. Um, so, geez, it's kind of rough. Um, it's definitely not Dean Ambrose, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and even Alexa Bliss wasn't really featured all that much either. and she's somebody that's that's been really good on it. Um, to me, oh gosh, it's this is a difficult one think I'm just trying to think of like what what were memorable you I mean, know if, uh, they...
1: if you want a minute, I got three. I could bang through.
2: <laughs> well, so so best on the mic, um I know it's just gonna be based on the last like three or four months, but Becky Lynch. Okay. Um. She, so she was on yeah. my list.
3: So yeah. Uh, she didn't make your list. No, she was on my list. So
1: okay. All
3: right. Uh, Jeff. I'm gonna go. Tommaso Champa. Okay.
1: okay. Nice, nice, Jason. So Becky was on my list, uh, and Miz, I think, is my perennial favorite in this category. That guy's always delivered on the mic. Uh, but I'm gonna go a little bit dark horse here because. I'm gonna go with a guy who delivered on both sides of the fence this year as a promo. And I'm gonna go with Daniel Bryan. His comeback promo, his his the passion as a face that you felt for him when he came back in every promo uh, the underdog mentality lived, and then he did that heel turn, and he's been one of the few people that was able to be a beloved face that was able to get on a microphone and make people fucking hate him. Um, if you, I, I don't know how many of you have seen it, but there was a promo <laughs> right before TLC and the pre show. It was way, way early. It should have been on the main show. Uh, it's like a three minute promo where he just fucking goes off on everybody, including like the interviewers, the announcers everything uh it's on the internet if you haven't seen it go back and watch it but if you watch that and you don't come away thinking daniel bryan's the best on the mic this year i don't know what to tell you all right
2: um adam fickle <laughs> fickle yeah it's daniel bryan
5: just like again sucking jason's dick again here but just, uh, <laughs> like I
0: said,
1: just uh, the like you said the 69 the I got that 100. BDE for a reason, boys. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: yeah,
5: just that, that passionate emotion from the comeback to the, the just absolute destroying it as a heel now. Just the guy's money.
0: All right.
4: sell. So. New Daniel Bryan's great. Probably a heavy favorite for 2019 promo of the year. But uh, Samoa Joe, guys, come on. This is a guy who every time he gets the mic... He just murders people left and right. And it's a shame he hasn't been more prominent. It's a shame he hasn't won the world title. But Joe is money every time he gets that microphone.
1: Oh, my and God. Every, every when, so often, you'll get a drunk driving PSA. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy, I told you daddy was coming home. And it looks <laughs> like he's
5: not. That's my house, Paige. That's but house.
1: I'll be your daddy. Yeah, no, that's, Joe is definitely, definitely on the short list.
2: Yeah. That's my house, Paige. All right. Which leads us, of course, to worst on the mic. Um, this one a little easier for me because I yeah. can think of like six people off the top of my head. Um, but I'm going to go with Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Uh, sell.
5: Thank you for not randomly screaming part of that answer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes. that, those are actually two very valid points. Number one, Nia Jax just is her and number two, her randomly screaming. But it's still Corbin. Because his voice is just not that of an authority figure or a heel. He sounds like he should be in
1: church. I don't know. Corbin's the worst promo.
2: All right. And Jason, your choice for Kalisto worst Mike of the year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with a pick that I know Troy can get behind, and I'm going to pick Natalia. Um, <laughs> just that... That recent uh, promo alone with Ruby Riot, where Ruby just absolutely slayed it, oh. uh, but Natalia completely fucked her segment up and just got lost and had no emotion, no conviction. She's just wooden. There's no believability to anything she does as a face or a heel. Um, it's, there's no, there's nothing to attach to as a fan in anything she, she says. It's just, it's awful. She,
5: she's more wooden than Jim Neidhart on that
2: table.
1: Oh jeez. <laughs>
2: She's she's more wooden than a Revolutionary War dildo All right, uh, Jeff
3: (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with Something I've been watching a lot of lately And that's 205 Live And hopefully this doesn't cut out when I do this Because that would suck Um, I will make you Tap (laughs) out And that's Drew Gulag He's been horrendous on the mic this year he was it so, was so so promising last year like on the announcer table but this year oh it's been bad.
5: All I right. do I do kind of miss the PowerPoint presentation.
3: Yeah, oh, well you know.
2: All right, um, best.
5: And that's worst.
4: okay. I didn't,
2: I didn't want to pick. <laughs> did I, skip you again?
4: How did yes. I skip you. Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> was it just you that I skipped? I think so. Everybody oh, else went. Well. My bad. But Sorry.
5: It's, but it's Ow. Derek Corbin. Uh, the guy had far more mic time than he ever should have had this year and just never connected with the fans in any kind of meaningful way, never delivered a promo that made any kind of lasting impact and really
2: just uh, never sounded comfortable out there. Jason, every time I skip somebody, just, just go back and find that little part where I said, I know how to host a show and just do <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So after best, every category,
2: yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, best and worst gimmick. Um, this, of course, is what it, it, the characters uh, couldn't. It, it, not really their ring work or anything of like that, but just their general gimmick. Um, so best gimmick, Jason.
1: Best gimmick. I'm going to go with somebody we talked about a little bit earlier, and, and somebody that probably won't get picked by many on this panel. Uh, Because I don't think many of you are watching Impact, but Scarlet Bordeaux's work as the hot smoke shows searching and making all the guys go gaga and fall all over themselves uh, is tremendous. Uh, She manages to bring something to that show without ever having to really set foot in a ring. Uh, She's one of the few reasons to watch the show. Her, Her skits are always great. Her character is credible. Um and I think she's really got a future as a manager, as a as a figure on television as long as she stops trying to wrestle. <laughs>
2: All right, Adam.
1: Uh
5: I think uh, for me it's obvious uh that it is the man, Becky Lynch just <laughs> absolutely knocking it out of the park this year.
3: All right. Uh Jeff. Yeah, Becky Lynch as well. Uh, I don't think I, there's too many arguments you could put against that
1: conor mcgregor with tits
3: <laughs> yeah
1: there it's. you go uh
4: sal i think stealing this category has to be the new daniel Bryan. that you know pompous i'm better than you you know you hate the earth and you hate the planet characters absolutely incredible
0: okay
1: so so um. So, he, never mind. <laughs> it, it was too late in the year for him to be best promo of the year, but it was okay to be best character of the year. No, yeah, because I think the character is, is amazing. <laughs> okay.
2: yeah. See, and, and for me, um, this was such a down year for Owens, uh, who's typically such a good Limit the Gimmick kind of guy. Uh, we only got the new Shinsuke Nakamura for such a limited amount of time that if they would have actually ran with his whole I-don't-speak-English um, character, I thought it would have been much better. Uh, to me, it's Velveteen Dream because mm-hmm. he's such a unique character, and he every time you see him, it's something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's something that I don't feel a lot of guys get anymore. Um, so then we move right on to the Dean Ambrose Award for Worst Gimmick, uh, which I am giving to Dean Ambrose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can I just say uh, honorable honorable
5: mention for best gimmick to, uh, being Tommaso Ciampa? Yes, mm-hmm. the Black I
2: uh, Jeff, worst gimmick?
3: I believe I believe this has to go to the Tinkle King himself, Drake Maverick.
1: <laughs>
3: Perfect. Uh, Jason?
1: Uh, There's a lot. Uh, pretty much anybody on Lucha Underground, for the most part, you could see <laughs> as, as having the worst gimmick. But uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to sort of hit into Jeff's wheelhouse. Uh, in the 205 live uh, jack gallagher is a guy who had a ton of potential coming in uh, out of the cruiserweight classic originally and he ended up as like this ridiculous follower just grouping in with everyone else he can get in line with uh wearing like fucking knickers while he's wrestling like they've turned this guy into a joke uh and i think it's just it's been awful
2: all
1: right adam
5: Uh, I will definitely agree with with the sadness of uh, Jack Gallagher's downfall in 2018, but I think worst gimmick for me uh, has to go to the Lucha House Party.
4: Son of a bitch.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, this podcast is now being conducted under Lucha House rules. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Because they're supposed to be good guys,
5: they're supposed to be fan favorites, and yet they're fucking cheating all the time, and... Getting, putting themselves in handicap matches and nobody's fucking complaining, except for the heel, who's not, who's
3: being the one who's supposed to be and doing stupid shit. Oh, you mean the non-racist uh, Mexicals? Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. And also, uh, they, uh, Jeff, they
1: still carry pinatas. There's a little racism there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was
5: going to say, also, Jeff, fuck pinatas. Yeah. And oh, fuck Gale yeah. Kim. <laughs> I'm
3: sweating from anger, thinking about it. <laughs> Not to make you sweat is the, anymore. Is that the
5: Jeff. anger or the shit?
3: <laughs> uh, it's a little both. Yeah.
4: Not to make you sweat anymore, Jeff. But yeah, Lucha House Party is awful. Uh, they didn't start out as awful. I didn't mind it at first, but it it, it weighed on you. In the little pinatas, in the match with um, T.J. Perkins and uh, Mike that's Bennett, that uh, killed a, it for me. That, that's T.J. P.J.
2: P.J. Twerkins. P.J. Twerkins. <laughs> yes.
4: And uh, Please, the gimmick manic. is, is uh, <laughs> annoying at best, and, you know, just get off my TV. All right. All right. Uh,
5: the worst I, part about that was that they weren't doing it on 205 Live. They were only doing that bullshit on Raw.
2: Yep. That's because they're actually different people under those masks on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Worst. WWE Female Worker. Uh, this is going to be a clean sweep, I think. No, <laughs> I don't, think, sad, so.
1: Sadly I don't
4: it's, think so. Sadly, it's, it's not
2: because Smathers has gone with Tamina. Okay. okay. Um, Vinny went with Jane at Starbucks. It's a macchiato, not a burnt pile of sludge with mocha. <laughs> um, me and Lindsay went with Nia Jax because oh, okay. she's Nia Jax.
3: Um, Jeff? I actually, uh, I don't think she wrestled enough. I originally put Lana, but I'm going to go ahead with Nia Jax as well.
1: All right. Jason? I don't know how you can pick anyone but Alicia Fox in this category. <laughs> to be <laughs> completely honest with you, I mean, I've never seen an Alicia Fox match where there weren't at least three major botches in the match. Um, yeah, that, yeah, Alicia Fox.
3: Remember when she botched that promo and threw a tissue box in Nia Jax's face? Yes. <laughs> oh, the, good, the good days.
1: She threw a box at Nia.
2: Sorry, yep. Jeff, the, the good day.
3: A good day, yeah. Uh, Just a good day,
2: yeah. Uh, not, not even that. The good five seconds. Yeah. Adam, uh, remember she's getting passed around as the secondary
5: title on 205 Live. Anyways, I went with, uh, <laughs> I, actually went with uh, I actually went with Dana Brooke. Uh, she spent the majority of 2018 as the statistician for Titmouse Worldwide, uh, and then inexplicably left the group, which apparently caused them to disintegrate. Uh, then she inexplicably turned heel two days after being on the face side of an eight woman tag match at Starrcade, seemingly only to fill a spot in a beat down on Bailey and Sasha. And who fucking cares at this point?
1: And she's fucking Enos Cantor, who looks like a mongoloid. So it's true. <laughs> yeah, and well, he is
2: lady big show, Dana Brooke, uh, which of course he just got ejected for being a dick. Uh, self,
4: you know, at least Alicia and Dana can throw a working punch. I'm sorry, guys. It's Lana. The fucking bitch has been in training forever now and she still doesn't know how to goddamn wrestle.
2: I, I was going to to give that as an honorable mention because the, that clip of her fake punching Dana Brooke at at, at the brawl that uh, that saw the birth of the man was pretty terrible. All right, I think I got everyone on that one. So we're going to move on to best WWE female worker. Uh, This is another one that I think is going to be dominated by someone in particular. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vinny went with Jane at Starbucks. I'm sorry that was mean. Please don't spit in my coffee. Uh, Smathers went with Sasha Banks.
1: I thought Sasha was going to go
2: with none of them. Well, you know. Um, And me and Lindsay went with the man, Becky Lynch, Um, for obvious reasons, honestly. Um, She's somebody who definitely showed that if you're just persistent – and you continue to make the most of your opportunities, eventually they're either going to give you the opportunity and to roll with it, which they did, or they're going to uh, have you get pushed off the side of the ring in a wheelchair. So, uh, Jeff, best female WWE worker?
3: Uh, I'm going to say Nia Jax, because she can throw the most believable punch. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's the man, Becky Lynch, for sure. All right. Uh, Jason?
1: See, I, and I sort of felt like this category would be dominated by Becky Lynch, and certainly Becky Lynch has had a great run over the last few months, but I think people are very quick to forget uh, how great Charlotte has been this year. I mean, when you go back to her her program with Oscar and into WrestleMania, how great that match was, uh, the fact that she at least made something believable out of a, a storyline with Carmella. Uh, and then you go into the fact that every major point for Becky Lynch has involved Charlotte. Charlotte's been sort of the the Lex Luthor to, to her uh, Superman. So I, I think Charlotte's carried more programs this year, to, to more high-level programs this year than Becky did. So for me, that's the edge out there, and I'm going to go with Charlotte.
0: All right. <clears throat> Adam.
5: Get the fuck out of here. Of course it's to the ma'am. Who else could it be? Charlotte.
1: <laughs> or or I believe I said, sure. "Get the fuck out of here." Where, uh, where, where was Becky Lynch at WrestleMania again? When Charlotte was putting on the best match on the show? Uh, eating eating Queen-a. Oh, All right, that's right. That's quinoa. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
2: Okay. Uh, however you fucking say it, uh, quinoa. Sal. Quinoa. Yep. I, that's what I was trying to say, but I'm retarded. <laughs> uh, Sal. It's Becky. Is that like is that like Jackine
5: Phoenix?
4: Yes, yeah. it is Jackie Phoenix. <laughs> It's A-list Becky Lynch. I have been talking about Becky Lynch as being the best female work in the WWE for three fucking years now, and she finally is getting the recogni- recognition she deserves. And I understand the child had a good, a really good match with Oscar at WrestleMania, but she disappeared for a while too in the middle of the year. Whether it was because of a pop titty or not, Becky Lynch is the answer.
1: Becky Lynch has only been a thing since Summerslam.
4: Yeah, it's your opinion. anyway run run, run through me the pay-per-view she was on prior to SummerSlam that's not her fault dude that's not my opinion dude it's a fucking fact (laughs) she's only been a thing since SummerSlam no this is who is the best worker she is the best worker in the fucking company and has been
1: except she's only done it with Charlotte at that level that's like I'm just just saying Charlotte's done it with more people Charlotte, why? Because you put Charlotte in the ring. You put Charlotte in
4: the ring with Asuka? Because I guarantee you Becky can have a great match with her, and we'll see it at the Rumble. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't.
2: This blowjob got really fucking violent. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it when mommy and daddy fight. I like it more when they fuck. (laughs) All right. uh, Worst WWE mail worker. Uh, Not a guy who delivers mail, but instead a (laughs) a worker. Working with the penis. Um Smathers has gone with The Big Show, which still technically counts because he did show up this year. a couple um, of times. Yep. Lindsay and myself went with Brock Lesnar um, because the guy doesn't <laughs> the do anything anymore. The, for the same reason as The Big Show, because he <laughs> showed up a couple of times. For the same reason as The Big Show, yes. He showed up a couple of times, does the exact same moves every match, and doesn't seem to care.
5: Unless
2: you're Daniel Bryan. Uh, that's right.
5: Uh, Adam. Uh, I'm going to go with Jinder Mahal on this one. After after realizing that they had absolutely no idea what to do with him, creative returned the former WWE champion, which is a very painful thing to say about Jinder Mahal still, uh, to the gimmick that he had when he returned to the company as a jobber, shitty yogi. Shanti. Sal? So.
4: It was so close to being Jinder for me, but...
3: As long as No Way Jose is employed, <laughs> it's got to be No Way Jose. All right, Jeff. Uh, ironically, the best in the world, Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> An acceptable pick, very much so. Um,
2: Jason.
1: Uh, I feel like we've we've had this answer for so many categories, but it's so deserving. Um, Baron Corbin, name me the last good Baron Corbin match you saw, because nope. Yeah, <laughs> remember remember that
2: time that he took out uh, Braun Strowman at the Rumble?
1: I I can't remember somebody who's been given more opportunity to be a star and just completely fucking ball shit <laughs> every single fucking time. Um, and had, had to good potential. one with Seth
3: Rollins, right? What's that? He had a good one with Seth Rollins, didn't? You? No,
1: no, no. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was not horrible, which is the peak uh, of
2: uh, the
3: Baron yeah <laughs>
2: Here's the thing with Corbin. So I have, I have two things that always quickly come to mind with Baron Corbin. One is the time that he took out Braun Strowman at the Rumble. And I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and two was the time that Scott Hall said he was an asshole. <laughs> um, that's pretty much the the extent of my like Baron Corbin, like good memories of him. Uh, yeah. Other than he has, I, I like the End of Days move and the Deep yeah. Six. That's all he's got. Is he's right. got two moves. And yeah, sadly, yeah, like you like you said, he's been given numerous opportunities and hasn't really done anything. But he shows up every week, which is why I picked Brock
4: Lesnar. <laughs> hey, um, Copeland's got that thing where he she, slides out of the ring and he tries to run at you in the corner and then comes back in. That's a thing a he does line. in every match. He he did successfully. <laughs> Clothesline.
2: Yeah. He, he did successfully sell a fake injury by slipping through the middle or through between the ropes or between the, the side of the apron and the apron skirt. So he did a good job of pretending to
3: get injured there. Hmm. Uh, the which man take... with two moves and a cunt for a belly button.
2: That's right. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> cunt button. Yo, cunt button. All right. Um, best, this is our final, final final category best wb male worker me smathers and Lindsay have all gone with a phenomenal aj styles jeff can i pick an nxt worker you can pick anybody nxt nxt is part of WWE. tomaso champa all right blackheart Tommaso champa all right adam yeah, I don't think
5: anyone in the company has embraced their character more than Tomasa Ciampa. From naming his title and treating it like a small child to cutting promos on social media, uh, talking shit on Twitter, absolutely killing it in the ring and on the mic on TV, I think uh, he is well-deserving of uh, the title of Best male Worker in WWE.
4: Sal? So. See, I didn't include NXT on this one because I didn't think it was a fair comparison given the platforms, but I went with Seth Rollins. The a guy, you know, from the beginning of the year, has been his work rate is just so fucking incredible. It, to me, it's Seth. And,
2: and take except, us when home. Is, except when his knee hurts. Take take us home, Jason.
1: See, and A lot of the, the things Tommaso have done great to me fall under best character. When I talk best worker, I'm thinking of in-ring and match performance, and I look at uh, TakeOver against Almas, the Champa series, the on-television the on television match with the Velveteen Dream, and the most recent matchup with Alistair Black. And nobody has had a better year as ter- in terms of being a worker in the ring in that company than Johnny Gargano. Uh, sure. So that's my pick. Valid argument. All right. And that does
2: it for the rundown for this Thursday, December 27, 2018. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Email the show your dick pics via Rundown Wrestling at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail 617 863 6967. That's 61 Rundown 7. We are also on Patreon, which next year we'll start churning out some content for it again for you paying folks. Head over to patreon.com slash Rundown Wrestling to become a patron. Listen to our friends at Kingpin, Brian Malonis, and Mike Crockett on the Wrestling Podcast about Nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to facebook.com slash thewpn or thewpan.com. You can check out our friend Justin Michaels on his show Yes son Waltz on Tuff TV. Go to tufftv.com to stream it live. You can check out our friend Trina Michaels by Googling Trina Michaels nude. Stay tuned <laughs> to the Run <laughs> of Podcast to hear, <laughs> to hear all of our other shows, the Nitro Mania Podcast, Hurry Up and Cruise Wait, Making the Grade, and WrestleMania Salvation. Uh, and NXT Revisited will be returning next year. Uh, you can follow our, our hosts on Twitter, at J Stewart 0920, at Rockstar Troy, at Jokers Wild 702 with the UI, at WrestleMania Sal, at The Salzer Effect, at Realist Tommy, is that what, is that what
5: the other yes. one is, Sal? Okay, at Realist, Realist Tommy. Tommy.
2: Uh, at Making the Grade, I don't think there is actually one, I just like saying it all the time. <laughs> uh, at Nitromania Pod, at Hurry Up Cruisers, and at Johnny Analog. Thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, if you've made it this far, thank you. Thanks to Sal. Thank you. To Jeff. I, I, thank you. To Jason. Thanks, everybody. And to Adam.
4: Am I still here? Yeah, thanks for staying up late, too.
2: Thanks. Uh, mm-hmm. Next week, we are going to make a couple of, 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 of picks of surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble because we're going to start because I want to make them before we start getting the actual like, this guy might be showing up at the Rumble stuff, um, to see if it holds up we won't be making the actual legit picks for Royal Rumble until the week, the episode before the show, but at least you get something and of course, as always, we talk about our massive dogs so with that, Jason I guess that means
1: we'll uh, see you next Thursday bye
0: bye
3: all right, Jeff, you're up. Fuck that cool.
0: There you go. That <laughs> works.
3: works. I missed it the first time. I got to do it the second time. There you go. There you
1: go. Bye-bye. See you Lee. next year. Huh?
0: Later. Huh? Huh?
2: The Rundown Wrestling Podcast began life as a store-bought pie shell that Adam Souser took a massive dump into before topping with a lightly buttered dough topping. It was then baked to perfection and fed to Jason Stewart and Troy Boson with a side of rum, raisin, ice cream. We are a member of the Questionable Endeavor Network, which just took home honorable mention for the Successful Podcast Network in the 2018 Podcast Awards. And tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast.